Hey guys, welcome back to the Beyond the Track podcast, your favorite motorsport podcast where we go through everything from Formula One to the Porsche Carrera Cup and everything in between. And today we're welcoming you to a new segment, new series here on the channel because you didn't have enough of us before. And this is called Shanna and Sav's Survival Guide 2. Now, Survival Guide to what? We are here to talk you through some of the things in motorsport that might need a little bit of explaining, such as different categories and how they work, maybe specific things in F1, I don't know, say like DRS and other things like that. But today, for our first episode, because it is the first category that starts off the year, it makes sense to do it first. We are doing Shanna and Sav's Survival Guide to Formula E. What is Formula E though? It is electric single-seater racing, but don't get confused. This isn't like F1, but electric. There are a lot of differences between Formula One and Formula E, but don't worry, that's what we're here to tell you. Now it is an FIA championship. It wasn't always, it did start in about 2014, 2015. It does like a crossover season and it wasn't always an FIA championship, but it has been, I believe for the last couple of years, I believe we're going into a third year of it being considered FIA standings. Now there is a constructors championship and a drivers championship, so just like Formula One. Now we are going into season 10, the 2024 season, however they call it 2023 slash 2024, is season 10 of Formula E, 10 years running. And I'm gonna throw it straight to Sav, because what else do you need to know? Obviously the drivers and the teams. Slightly different to Formula One again, but rather than having 10 teams with 20 drivers, Formula E have 11 teams and 22 drivers. So Shanna, who are they? ABT Cupra. We've got Lucas Degrassi and Nico Muller. Andresi. Jake Dennis, our previous world champion, and Norman Nejo. Diaz Penske. We've got Stoffel Van Dorn and Vern. Envision Racing. Sebastian Buemi and Robin Franz. ERT FE team, who you may be like, don't know who that is. Well, last year, if you watch, you'd know them as Neo 3. Well, this year, they are Sergio Sete Camara and Dan Tickton. Jaguar. Nick Cassidy and Mitch Evans, a full Kiwi lineup. Love. Mahendra. Got Eduardo Mortara and Nick DeFries from Formula One. Maserati. Got Jehan Derubla and Max Gunter. McLaren. Sam Bird and Jake Hughes. Nissan. Sasha Fenetraz and Oliver Rowland. And last but not least, Porsche. Got Antonio Felix da Costa and Pascal Verlein. Another name that probably rings a bell. And there you go. That's the grid. All the drivers and all the teams. But what are they doing each weekend? Well, we're going to chuck it over to Sav for the race format. How do they start the weekend, Sav? So, it's a little bit, again, slightly different to Formula 1, as expected. So you've got some weekends that are single events. So I believe Monaco is one of them in the 2024 season. Uh, and you have single events and you have double headers. So double headers have two rounds over two days, similar to the London event that we went to last year. So for the one-day events, you have two 30-minute practice sessions. That gives the drivers a little bit of time to get used to the car on that particular track. For a double-header weekend, they get that for the first day, but on the second day, they only get one 45-minute practice session. So that's the rundown for the practice sessions, but what about qualifying? Well, qualifying is, uh, I know we've said this a lot, that Formula E is different to Formula 1. This is where it really shows. There is a lot to go through. We're going to try and keep it simple. But to start off, there are two groups, different from the get-go. We've got 22 drivers. They get put into group A and group B with 11 drivers in each. And they get, both groups get a 10-minute session each to put in as many laps as they can and put in the fastest laps that they can. Now, the groups are based on championship standings and they're halved 
There we go. That's group A, group B. The top four drivers from each group will then move on to what is called the dual stage. This is where it gets interesting. This is a knockout stage, much like you would say in other sports such as tennis, where two drivers will go head to head or two athletes and whoever wins moves on, whoever loses gets knocked out. Now, in the first two 10 minute sessions, they get to use 300 kilowatts from their energy, which is a little different because in practice, they get to use their full, which is 350. Now, when they get to the dual stage, that actually goes back up to 350. So the dual stage, we get the top four from each group, which means we have eight drivers. They line up in a knockout grid. And this is where I said, each driver who wins their round will move on. How do they win? It is a single timed lap. They get one shot and is a one shootout lap. Whoever's the fastest between the two moves on. And this keeps going until we get two people remaining for the finals. Whoever's fastest in the final, they get pole position. Now, what about the rest of the grid? Because we know the winner gets pole. Well, obviously the runner-up gets second. And after that, the rest of the places from third to eighth, so those who all made it through to the dual stages, will be based on whoever was with them in their round. As in, if you are also in the quarterfinals, so those when we first started, the four that were first knocked out, they will go in order depending on who had the first fastest time between them. And then the next round we have two people that were knocked out in the semis, between them who at the fastest time will go above the other. And that is how the top eight is sorted. Are you still with me? Well, you're going to have to listen a little bit more for the rest of it. This is where it gets even more complicated, but also it's still quite fun. Now to fill in the rest of the grid from ninth place onwards, they go back to the time that they set in the first two 10 minute sessions. However, this is also based on the pole sitter. Now, whichever group the pole sitter came from, either eight or B, it does give that group a little bit of an advantage. So right now we've got places ninth all the way down to 22 to sort out. If the pole sitter comes from group A, group A will have their times from fifth onwards because remember top four went to the duels. So fifth onwards will have their times and they will have, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh place, whatever. The same for the other group, but group A we're talking about. Pole sitter came from group A. Group A will then get to take the odd numbered spots on the grid after eighth place they will get ninth and then they will get 11th and they will get 13 depending on their lap times and then group b who didn't get the pole sitter from their group will then take the even spots so they will start from 10th 12th 14th and fill in the gaps so technically still based on time but also based on where they came in the group in relation to where the pole sitter came from like I said, are you still with me? But that is how the grid lines up for the race. Sav, was that complicated at all? Clear as mud. <laughs> well, it's okay. That's where the complication really stops. We're now going to go through to the race, which is a lot easier to follow. Sav, take them through the easy stuff. So much, so much simpler. So much like you see in many other racing sort of formats, Formula E, standing start standing so it's done by laps again a similar concept to the one you'll see in formula one you'll be given x amount of laps and that is generally the amount they complete however similarly to many of your other favorite most sport categories laps can be added due to safety cars yellow flags all that sort of weird and wonderful stuff but generally speaking that's how the race works now where it slightly differs to again, some of your other favourite motorsport categories, is they have something called attack mode. Now, attack mode hasn't always been around. It's more of a recent development, but it's essentially a boost during the race. 
It's a little sort of pick-me-up. However, the only way to get this extra burst of power is to go off of the racing line. So in those moments, drivers have to weigh up going off of the racing line to getting that extra boost to allow them to do overtakes, etc. So they can use it any time during the race, but only when they drive through the specific sensors, as I mentioned, that are off the racing line, often on some of the curves. If you're watching at home or on a screen, you can see the nice graphics as they drive over it. They can get up to 50 kilowatts extra, up to 350 kilowatts based on season nine. In previous seasons, this was a little bit less um, due to the nature of the car. But yeah, I guess that's the only complicated bit about the race. Yeah. It's also a little fun fact is that when we say you have to drive over the sensors, you have to do it properly. If you go off and try to take an attack mode, but say one tire doesn't get all the way through or you cut off the starting or cut off the ending, you won't actually get attack mode. So you go offline on the slower line, racing line, lose time and have to do it again until you correctly pass those sensors. Now on to the fun part, the t stuff everyone likes to talk about, tyres, but don't worry, don't worry. Woo. Very simple, very simple, but we are missing out on the Formula One rainbow. So in Formula E, there is one tyre, and I don't mean there is one tyre supplier or there's one set of slick tyres, there is one tyre in general. It is called an all-weather tyre. There is no pit stop, so they can't change tyres. They have to keep them for the whole race, so there's somewhat, you know, watching your tyres, but they are built to last the whole race. And they are also built to be used in the wet. They are all weather tires. So you won't see drivers coming in when it's wet, unless it's obviously really wet, then that's about, you know, safety. Are they going to stop the race? But if it's drizzling, they're going to stay out on the same tires. Other than tires, another part to motorsport that we often forget about sometimes is points. They have the same system as a lot of other FIA championships. Again, going to bring it back to Formula 1 because that's what a lot of people watch. They've got the same point systems in terms of first is 10th place and first gets 25 and so on. 18, keep going all the way to 1. There's a little bit of difference. Pole does get points, championship points, and they actually get 3. Which, to be honest, after the amount of running they do in qualifying those groups, all the knockouts, to get all the way to being the fastest, it makes sense that they get 3. And they also do get points for faster slap but much like other categories you have to be in the top 10 finishes to get that point now so tell us about the card they use so similarly to a lot of again your other favorite motorsport series the cars do change every few years so the one we're currently working with the one we're working with in season nine is the formula e gen 3. some people call it gen 3 some people call it spark gen 3 but generally speaking it's a gen 3 car the battery is also designed to handle sort of flash charging, which, if necessary or if desired, can allow for pit stop recharging. However, the introduction of fast charging has been delayed a, bit, a little bit through to a couple of issues during testing, but we won't go into that. This is the fastest car yet, and if you want to know more about the Gen 1 and Gen 2 car, we are more than happy to make another episode on that one. So we've now got the car, we've got the points, we've got qualifying, We've got the race, but what about the calendar? Well, I love that you mentioned it because, of course, I've got the stats. So there are 16 rounds for the 2024-2025 season. I'm just going to call it season 10. So 16 rounds, 10 countries. How does that work? Well, we mentioned doubleheaders before. There are six doubleheaders on the calendar this year. Let's go through all the countries and cities that they're visiting. They're going to Mexico City in Mexico. This is a single event. Then we have Diria in Saudi Arabia, which is a doubleheader. Next, we have Sao Paulo in Brazil. 
would love to go there. And then Tokyo, Japan, both single headers. Single headers, single events. And then we have Misano, Italy, which is a double header of Monaco. And as I've mentioned, that is a single round event. Then we have about four double headers in a row until we get to the end. Berlin, Germany, Shanghai in China, Portland in the US, and London in the UK. Of course, finale is always a double header in the capital of the UK, which I have been lucky enough to attend twice and once with Sab, which was amazing. But that is where they finish the season. Okay, so they finished the season. What happened last season? So what did happen last year? Well, it came down to the final two races, which obviously is everyone's favourite. So the penultimate race, we ended up with Jake Dennis, who, as we mentioned, drove for Andretti last year, will be driving for Andretti this year. He took Drivers' Championship. He is the Season 9 World Drivers' Championship for Formula E. Very exciting, incredible experience to watch. However, the excitement didn't end there. We went into the second race of the doubleheader, as Shanna mentioned, and we still didn't have a Constructors' Champion. But in the end, it came down, and it was Envision Racing that took the trophy. So... I think that's everything we need to know about Formula E, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think we've covered all the basics that someone needs to know to start watching. And guess what? This is perfect timing. All I'm saying is that Formula E is the first category to start of the year. I believe that is like a proper FIA championship and not a winter series or junior series. If you're wondering where to watch it, go to the website, see what they say. I know it's being put behind a paywall in the UK this year, but it is still, you can watch it globally depending on what you have. And if you are so, you've fallen in love with the sport, like we have, they've now put all of the past races from season beginning of season one to the end of season nine up on YouTube, I believe. There we go. And hopefully, maybe we'll see you at around. But there we go. There's Shannon and Sav's survival guide to Formula E. Stick around. We're going to do a bunch more of these. We've got a couple of exciting ones coming out. Of course, we've got to go through all the categories. So stick around. Follow us on the socials at Beyond the Track Pod or at Beyond the Track Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Follow us on Spotify. Make sure you're up to date. Rate us five stars and get ready for the next episode. Thank you.